Death Star Commander oder so. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys. From bubble bath to belt buckles. SwCA.com With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, early bird certificate packet, new from Geta. Wobble Wobble Space Freaks. Welcome to the Kivecast for January 2012. That's right, it's the second, the end of the second season, Steve. Yep, it's crazy, I, isn't it? As far as I consider, the first season was that first year where we just had no format. <laughs> uh, the second season is the first 12, uh, which ends with the Death Squad Commander, which is, unfortunately, Steve, probably the least popular, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I think it's probably the one that gets left behind, but uh, I kind of like that that's our, our season finale, actually. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, go, go out on a whimper. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what I like about it is it's almost like the entry into the, the rest of Star Wars, where you start having all these weird characters no one cares about, you know. Like yeah, that's very Plot, true. plot two and B-Wing. Uh, <laughs> Lobot, uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All those other guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then the third season was going to start uh, next month with Greedo, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I actually have uh, something already in mind for that. So I just discovered something uh, last night, which I thought was pretty funny. We'll have Ooh. to. <laughs> it's a little tease there. I never, I never get to do that, but uh, no, there it is. <laughs> that's great, Steve. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is just uh, for for full uh, uh, franchise here. Steve and I already recorded the intro, but the audio was all messed up, and we were both kind of tired. So if we seem a little extra jazzed, it's because we're we're getting a second shot, right, Steve? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and what I said the first time uh, is I was talking about my my movie comment, and I think Steve that the Death Squad Commander has quite possibly the worst job in the whole Empire. At least uh, he at least needs lots of, needs a lot of insurance if if nothing else. <laughs> right. I mean, not not all of them. Right. There's some yeah. of them that just kind of press buttons and go. Doo -doo. Right. But yeah, there's those two guys whose job it is. I think their job is being close to the laser. <laughs> yeah. Do they actually have the you know the power to to fire it? Or do they just have to stand there. <laughs> I, I don't think so because if you watch it, the dudes are like wincing away. Like that's right. gonna help. I mean, you need some kind of lead shielding or something, you know, like See, a... Okay, that, that just brings up... So the Imperial Gunner has that crazy helmet, yet he's in that other room pressing the buttons. Why Why don't the guys right next to the thing get those? That just doesn't seem fair. And what could they possibly be pressing? But, uh, yeah, that's that's always... Uh, as a kid, I remember those two guys. They really stuck out to me. It's just two of the coolest guys in Star Wars, because what what are they doing? So that, that's my, my movie comment. And uh, But before we get into the news, I, I think it's going to be a new tradition where we talk a little bit informally about the character we're studying. And uh, what's cool is we have a back-to-back -back identity crisis figure. So <laughs> uh, 
last month we had the 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 Sand People Tusken Raiders, and then even though we called a figure DSC, right, which stands right. for Death Squad Commander, uh, he actually was for most of his toy career known as what Steve. The Star Destroyer Commander. That's right. The Star right. Destroyer Commander. So that changed with the 31 back, right? Yeah, I think so. There was a few Empire cards that had the, the original name, but then it switched over. So Well, just one. Just the 21 back. Right. 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 And and that was the only, t- you know, the 21 back Empire then, cards, in case, in case you don't know, those were only Star Wars characters right. on Empire cards. Right. Before so, the new ones came out. So Before the new ones came out. And uh, we we were we were talking about this before we started recording uh, with a microphone that worked uh, about <laughs> why did they change it and and I think you know obviously there's kids right you don't want right. you don't want your son walking up saying I want the Death Squad Commander um, <laughs> I, I think of that you know Goya you ever see that image that that Goya painted of like the uh, of the people being shot up against the wall I'm sure I've seen it if it's uh, it doesn't come to mind but. Um, well, I, I don't know. I'll put a link up to it. It's just I had this really negative image of like someone yelling fire and someone getting shot. Mm. Um, and I, I wonder if it was Kenner. It might have been Kenner's fault, right? <laughs> it may have been. Because maybe they just thought Stormtrooper, uh, here's another bad guy. I mean you look at the, the picture uh, of the card back and it's this really old, pasty – I believe he's an alcoholic. I don't know about you, Steve, but he's got that kind of puffy, alcoholic, gin blossomy look. Yeah, yeah. And then is that does he have a, a chin strap? <laughs> yeah. Does he have a chin strap and like a little microphone sticking out there, like Madonna yeah, style? I think so. Or I guess Justin Bieber style now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's a, a fairly frightening person. Uh, <laughs> but then why change it beyond that? And I think we have it, Steve. What are we to come up with? Well, what I was thinking is that by the time uh, Empire Strikes Back was around, there was no uh, Death Star. We're talking about the, uh, and it just doesn't really make sense. But there were a lot of Star Destroyers, so right. So if you're going to rename them, you wouldn't name them something correct like the Death Star, but something that may be related to the the Star Destroyer playsets. Right, S- right. Steve mentioned that they're they are featured in the playset box. Yeah. So I think it was a kind of a cunning move to, in a way, not only did they make it more politically correct, but they made it more in line with the actual uh, uh, movies, so you could continue to pretend that you could uh, you could play you could play with the toy, and it was still relevant. Right, right. Although I guess they didn't exactly get his coloring right. But. <laughs> no, but but we kind of let those things slide as far as vintage figures go. <laughs> I, actually, I think he looks cooler. In, in yeah, gray, with the gray and black, yeah. as opposed to black and black. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I did a little bit of research as to how they translated um, Death Squad Commander in different languages, and in Italy, they they just went with a literal translation of the English toy. They called it Comandante Squadra della Morte, <laughs> uh, which I believe means co- uh, you know Commander of the Squad of Death. <laughs> But in in French, they actually got it right. They call it le, le CDT or le, le uh, commandant, the com- the commandant de l'étoile noire of the Black Star, which is what they called the Death Star. Yeah. And so, really, they had it once again, <laughs> just like they had it right with uh, l'homme des sables, or uh, they seem to actually get le mot juste, as they say. 
<laughs> so, yeah. So let's let's uh, continue on with our news, which is not too much about this least popular of all twelve backs. No, um, but uh, still plenty of go- a lot of stuff going on. So, yep, still lots of stuff going on. So let's uh, let's see you on the other side of the James Brown break. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. All right, Steve. I think that opening went a little bit better than the last one. What do you think? I think so. The, the only bit that I, I wish we, we could have kept was the part where I said, what's the worst job in the Star Wars universe? And what did you say, Steve? I said the trash monster. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a job. Now, now once again, uh, maybe if Jared's out there listening, if you want to whip up a little Dianoga, uh, <laughs> like with a little like name tag, like a work shirt... Maybe a hard hat or something. I don't exactly. know. On a, a hard hat on his eyeball. <laughs> exactly. Because according to Steve, that is a job. Being a trash monster. <laughs> it's like the uh, the old uh, Bugs Bunny, you know. Hi, George. You know, the the, sh- the shepherd dogs, they go in. Oh, yeah. They punch the clocks. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole stream <laughs> of, of trash monsters. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so this has been been a pretty busy month, Steve. Yeah, definitely. I would say if uh, if there's anything, it's it's been the month of of reality TV. Definitely, it kind of is like keeping on with that from last time. It, it is, um, and let's see. Well, first of all, uh, Chris Kraus is Kraus, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It just sounds funny when you say it quickly. Chris yeah. Kraus. <laughs> Chris Kraus. You ever see Strangers on a Train? Anyway. Um, <laughs> If you haven't seen Strangers on a Train, Chris Krause, you should watch it. Then you can just say your name over and over again. Uh, anyways, so he mentions that on S- Storage Wars? No, uh-huh. no, last month was Storage Wars. Right. right. Uh, this month it's Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars, okay. And uh, he was actually polite enough to send us screen caps. Oh, cool. Yeah, and we'll put those up on the on the show notes. And you see this rather portly gentleman with a regrettable choice of... Uh, Goatee, and behind him you see uh, what what Chris referred to as Chun Li Leia, which is uh, <laughs> oh no, B- Bespin Leia, um, which I guess that's that's what a Street Fighter reference, right? Well, yeah, and then also <laughs> the uh, I think one of the hosts on that show's name is Chun Li. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the big guy. <laughs> oh, you see, I thought it was like trying to like say that Princess Leia looked like Chun Li from but, Street yeah, Fighter. I'm like, I there's... kind of see it. There's a connection there, but I think I think he's talking about the host in, in this case. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I was like, wow, that I've never heard that because the way he wrote it was like I would know that he he's talking about like, right Espen. Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then there's just a, a Klaatu as well. But yeah. I, I love that. If you guys see any vintage toys, it doesn't have to be figures. It can be latch rook hugs, you know, or rook hugs, latch hook <laughs> rugs, or soap or anything. I, I love all that stuff. Um, but that is not the big news as far as reality TV. What is the big news, Steve? That's got to be Toy Hunters, which uh, it came on the Travel Channel. That was Sunday night, and that's right. Um, that's it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Jordan who hopefully we're going to get on the show. We've kind of talked back and forth about getting him on, but he's he's a pretty busy guy, obviously. Right. Um, but Jordan, who's been a well-known dealer in the hobby for what, 20 years? I mean, a long, probably, yeah. <laughs> a long time. And it's uh, a show that just kind of follows him around. And, 
I, I was a little bit disappointed, Steve, that I didn't make it on. But <laughs> that's right. You were at the the Comic Con when they yeah, were filming that. I was filmed. I was filmed. Oh, you were. Oh yeah, yeah. I was filmed. I, didn't know that. I was with Matthias. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I was with Matthias, and uh, I went up and I, I bought some stuff, and he talked to us. And I remember seeing the the cameras and thinking, I ought to like start pulling at his hair and screaming at him because that would you know, that would get me on the show. You yeah, know, you gotta I, have drama on reality TV. <laughs> exactly, I was gonna be like, "Oh no, you didn't, Jordan!" and you know, start you know clawing at his eyes or something. But uh, <laughs> uh, discretion is the better part of valor. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty exciting, you know, seeing the the whole the whole setup. Yeah, and, I bet. And that was kind of the centerpiece of the show, right? The the New York Comic Con. Right, that was the uh, the climax. Is trying to get that stuff sold, so. Yeah, and it's it's funny because the the comments on Rebel Scum. Did you did you read the the forums? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been trying to keep up with it. It's one of those fast growing threads. It just kind of keeps going and going, and you just lose track of it. But yeah, and I, and I maybe like there's so many people there. It's like who are these people? Yeah, like a uh-huh. lot of people just sort of come out and they just start attacking Jordan. Like I hope you die. <laughs> that, I, I did notice that one. That was one of the early, uh, yeah, one, early ones. One of the early ones, and I guess the main problem is, you know, oh, it's so staged and right. And but it's it's kind of like the thing from last month. I mean, of, yeah, of course it's staged. It's TV, right. right? It's not a it's not a, a documentary. It's reality television. You know, there's there's a d- difference there. There has to be, uh, right. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you gotta go in with that uh, that frame of mind to enjoy it. Otherwise, you just kind of um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big reality TV fan in general, but I understand the way it works. So you just right. kind of you just go with it. Yeah, and I, it's I mean, I, I really hope it works. But we'll include a link. Um, sort of the most important thing that you can do as a space freak and as a fan of vintage toys, because I think no matter what you think of of the show, no matter what you think of anything having to do with the show. Yeah. Um, I think we need to support it because well, it gets this... vintage toys on TV. <laughs> exactly. It gets vintage toys on TV. It helps. Uh, you know, I would love if the show took off and everyone was like, is that really how it is? And you're like, <laughs> no, man, it's not like that. Or whatever. You know, it, it would be great if, if we could get as much attention as uh, crocodile hunters. Right. Right. The uh, only, the only concern I have is <laughs> sometimes you, you, you got to, wonder about who they they choose to represent as collectors yeah <laughs> that's true i was i was a little scared when that guy was kind of jumping up and down going crazy right <laughs> with the boba fett but i mean I, I get it but it was just you know i don't know <laughs> yeah it's true but you can't i mean to be honest steve this is going to tarnish the reputation of toy hunters as debonair winners you know what i'm saying i mean <laughs> We're already fighting uh, a losing battle thanks to Forty Year Old Virgin. So right, right, that's true. Which you know what? Let's go on a tangent, Steve. Okay. You saw that movie, right? I did. Yeah. It's a great movie. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but for toy collectors, it's maddening mm. because the whole conceit is that he's this great big toy collector who has all these awesome toys. But if you know anything about toys, he doesn't really have a good collection. <laughs> And so you're sitting there and you're like, you know, everyone looks at you like, oh, Sky, you probably like that because you're a toy collector. Uh." And like, (laughs) there's no good answer. You can't be like, yeah, I'm so happy. But like, why half-ass it? Why have a collection that's worth, you know, $300 and say it's worth (laughs) $15,000? Good point. (laughs) 
Because think how awesome that would have been if it was all like vintage Mego inbox and vintage G.I. <laughs> Joes and like a full set of 12 backs, you know, like like the real Yeah, thing. right, right. But if you actually watch it, see, I've, I've, I've thought about this too much, Steve, and I talked about this at the time. <laughs> it did nothing to dissuade people that I was the idea that I was a dork. But everything that you see there is like Marvel related. Right. That's because the right. movie was produced by Universal, which at that point had the license for Marvel. For, for Marvel stuff, right. And I see it all makes sense. So he's not yeah. a real toy geek. Nah, nah. He's the Hollywood version. He's the Hollywood version. Yeah. Not like us, Steve. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, I would love for 40-year-old versions or 50-year-old versions or anything. Anything that gets this show uh, going, it's, it's good for the hobby. Yeah. And uh, so I believe the, the link is travelchannel.com backslash about backslash viewer dash relations. And we'll include a link to that. And just go in and say, hey, I loved it. It makes me want to buy fabric softener. You know, <laughs> just make their sponsors happy. Right. I, I don't know if fabric softener really was the sponsor, but. Eh, I don't remember. But the cool thing is, is it's, you can see most of it online. Uh, in little tiny clips. Um, oh, good. So you can see the Rocket Fet. Uh, you can see the dude who invented tap-out clothing. Yeah, see, that, that when I first saw it, I was kind of confused with that whole thing. But then reading who he was later, it's, it made more sense. But uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually remember Jordan maybe even talking about that at the show. I remember someone talking to me about the dude who, who started tap-out was here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I remember thinking, wow. And I was like, wait. I don't care, <laughs> but uh, but hey, if he's a toy collector, all, all the better. Um, right on, yeah. I, I do have to say that uh, there's staged and there's poorly staged. Right. And if I had to be a critic, I would say they could have maybe done another take of of the bargaining process. <laughs> it was like twenty thousand. Oh man, fifteen thousand. Oh man, seventeen thousand. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it anyway. Yeah, that's it's good to see uh, the vintage world on on TV. Yeah, and and so. and it's a high profile piece, and it's yeah, a, it's a reasonable price. Um, I did a little bit of uh, market watching on my own, Steve. Ooh. did you see there's a, a, a vintage Boba Fett uh, up on eBay? It's like fifty thousand or something. Yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah, going yeah. to fifty thousand graded. Ooh. Um, yeah. I hope it's not the same dudes. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, and then and then it even tracks it back to the comic book store, uh, where the guy who is brokering the figure for was, and you see him actually seeing the figure or reenacting the scene, the part where he, he finds right. the figure for the first time. Do, do you remember where that was, Steve? That that store? Uh, that was in uh, Cincinnati, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it, that that's right across. I believe it's right across from the Earth. Yeah, because yeah. um, I went to that comic book store and I remember thinking, "Hey, wow, this is across from the Earth." Yeah, and I had nothing to do there because I didn't collect comic books. But uh, it's still cool. You got to got to see that Cincinnati scene and and all that because it's something you you know as collectors you talk about and hear about all the time. But uh, I'm not sure a lot of people have actually been there to see it. So right, and, it's cool. And, and say what you will about about you know the the questionable ethics of of I don't know toy hunting so to speak of you know finding something cheap and selling it expensive whatever it is 
it is the way a lot of this stuff gets out there. And, yeah, and yeah. It, it's really cool because you know Jordan's one of the people who's really doing that. I mean, there's whatever fifteen people out there at least doing it uh, at a similar level. Um, but it's neat to see it kind of in action, and you know, you see him meeting the the guy who worked for Kenner, and uh, you know, opening up boxes filled with Batman Returns toys. Right, right. I, I love it. I, I just, yeah. uh, I hope it keeps on going. And did, did you uh, catch the thing about the QC sign-off? Yeah, and I, I hadn't heard that before. So that was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was like they were saying they uh, they did, for, for the Batman ones at least, they did uh, five figures. And the guy who, it was the designer I think they were talking to, he said that he got to keep one and that the others went to different departments. Uh, I can't remember which specifically. I, but I, I've written down here. So one okay, went to good. him because he designed it. Right. One went to China. One gets placed in the archives. Oh, right, right. One goes to marketing, and one goes to packaging. Okay, that's right. So, I mean, it had to be similar in, in the vintage era. Um, yeah, I would think so. I can't think of any of those steps being skipped. So, yeah, um, it's it's cool. It's really cool thinking about that, that all the five of those people had to look at it and say, yep, that's a Death Squad commander. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, that was a pretty good amount of information, and I also like that uh, the guy said that he paid about ten dollars worth of baseball cards to get right, the, get the right. market firing fit. Just insanity. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's the show. Um, we'll we'll include some links up on there for for how to get uh, how to watch it now and how to support Jordan in the show. Because um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anything else you want to say about it, Steve? No, I think I think you got it summed up pretty good. We'll see uh, where it goes from here. It seems like it got a lot of good response overall, so we'll see. Yeah, he was saying that uh, like three hundred thousand people had to watch it, um, right, to get it picked up for a to go for a series. So yeah, which just seems weird that it has to be. I don't know. <laughs> they expect so much right out the gate, but yeah, that's the other thing too. I didn't really see much pre-advertisement for it until pretty soon before so no. I, I don't know yeah. i don't watch much tv though either so it could be part of it but i still you know you didn't see much or hear much about it <clears throat> yeah i don't watch much travel channel so definitely not. yeah i guess not not much travel channel but uh, all i watch is the mlb network steve <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry if space for you have a couple months before you have to deal with that <laughs> but uh, actually speaking of of cincinnati um you uh you wanted to highlight uh, the website of the month. Uh, which one? Oh that, yeah, Steve? that's uh, KennerCollector.com, and that's run by two longtime uh, you know collectors, Dan Flarida and, and John Wooten, who we've actually had on the show before. Yep. So, um, but it's a great site for not just Star Wars stuff, but anything Kenner in Cincinnati, and um, it's it's more it's kind of run like a blog, but uh, they put new updates seems like pretty frequently. So it's a good thing to kind of bookmark and, and check it every now and then so yeah yeah it's really cool and they have um uh they have a, a pretty good like tour of cincinnati right yeah mm -hmm. and that's uh i'm just a little bit bitter because i did one of those and no one seemed to care but <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure theirs is better but i just i remember thinking hey how come <laughs> um i also you know i also did one of canada and of of france and and uh, no one cares about those either <laughs> um, you don't care about them either, Steve. Do you? Oh, come on now, come okay. now. Okay, all right. I'm getting paranoid here. Yeah, don't um, don't worry too much. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I'm going to include a link to those just just for fun. Okay. But, yeah, but no, the, the Kenner Collector is great because it's it's all Kenner and uh, it's I mean can't get much better than than Dan and Dan and John. I mean, uh, real real Cincinnati folk. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, just probably one of my favorite things that came up somewhat recently. They had some uh, of the original employee store price lists for stuff. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, you can get an A-wing fighter for ten dollars and forty cents from the Kenner Employee Store, and wow. that that just sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh man, that's fun. I haven't looked at this in a while. They put in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, yeah. KennerCollector dot com. That's that's a good website. Uh, that's fun. Um, let's see here. What what else is in the news, Steve? Um, let's see. There's been some pretty interesting, uh, interesting, kind of scandally things. Um, yeah. Did we want to talk about? Well, well first of all, uh, uh, this is all about um, uh, Nick McCart- McCartney. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he's not dead. Right. So that's <laughs> the good news. It's good news. Yeah, you don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> he doesn't have Alzheimer's. That's. Mm. That's also good news. That's also good news, yeah. Uh, and, and he claims to me that um, uh, he didn't send that e- that that email to me. Oh, so he actually reached out to you? He did. He did, as a matter okay. of fact. Um, okay. And uh, I, I was going to kind of I was going to kind of wait for the um, I was going to wait for the feedback section to talk about it. But oh, okay. I, I can kind of talk about it now because it is kind of news. Um, someone not not being dead. Right. Um, yeah. So he, he reached out to me and, uh, let's see, where is the, yes. So he said he wanted to be brief and, uh, he kind of goes on about how he, how he's not a scammer and how, how he disagrees with Joe. And I don't really want to get in on that. You know, it's, right. They, they had their disagreements and obviously I like Joe and I know Joe and I trust Joe. So you're not going to convince me he's a jerk, but whatever. Um, and uh, he he's just saying he's not not this this person who said that he's dead. And uh, once I figure out how to do the ISP thing, I'll, I'll get the answer to that. Ah, uh, right. I don't know how to derive an ISP address from an email. Mm. Um, but I bet there's someone out there who can. <laughs> yeah. So, so so stay tuned. That's our that's our cliffhanger for the end of the second season. Mm. Um, uh, was that really someone pretending to have Alzheimer's, or was it someone pretending to be someone pretending who had, they had Alzheimer's? Wow, that's that's heavy. Wow. Um, but I would say that that goes well into the other sort of scandal of the month, which is pretty similar. Which is, man, customizing <clears throat> is a dicey realm. Yeah, very dicey. Very very dicey. Um, and there was a, a, a pretty lively and vicious thread um, about a famous, I believe it's from Singapore, uh, a collector named Mark Poon. Right. And uh, he, he came up with this post of this, what he said was an army of black and white stormtroopers. And uh, they were like really minty and really nice looking. And they had like these weird kind of triangly eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was the problem, Steve? Well, the problem was they weren't stamped as reproductions, and they, though the white ones anyway, I mean, for the most part, from a picture, they look 
just like a normal vintage stormtrooper. But it's not like he was selling them. Mm-hmm. Oh, he mm-hmm. was. That's that's, that's the other part. Them. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the kicker, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, it it kind of goes back to the parable of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and then didn't some turn up on eBay already? Yeah. Yeah. And then he went back and he deleted all of the all of the pictures. Um, yeah, that was the thing. By the time I saw it, I, he had he had probably just deleted them because it was right before it got moved over to the uh, the watch out section. But yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, they're 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 pretty they're cool looking. Like, they're, I, yeah, I mean, he did a great job. I mean, he's obviously really really good at what he does. But right. when you don't when you don't uh, mark stuff, that's just that's just dangerous. Yeah, well, actually, uh, looking further down the thread, uh, W. Boba Fett um, saved the pictures and he showed them. And uh, yeah, it really is that he he didn't do anything to the to the COO. Yeah, um, and there's also the thing about the limbs being flexible. But I saw someone posted pictures uh, like that kind of matched pictures that he took as far as how they bend, and it's pretty much the same. But I guess he wouldn't really. I don't know. That's just tough. Yeah, that's tough. So I think that's the sort of the one of the debates that we have is, uh, is that wrong to make those? And I would say yes, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's wrong, it, wrong to make any repro without some mention of it being a repro. Yeah, at least on the figure itself, because you. I mean, I saw the eBay one. It said this is a reproduction, but I mean, once you know, once someone else has it, or once if you overlook that, and you just, I mean, it's just one of those things that. I don't know. It's it's bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once you sell it once, the next person doesn't have to say it's a repro. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 pretty dicey. But man, Steve, don't you love it when like the the segues make themselves? <laughs> Definitely. Be- um. Because actually, uh, uh, W. Boba Fett. Um. His name is really name is Wolf, right? Yeah. As far as I know, it's Wolf. Man, why do German guys get all the cool names? Um. <laughs> He, uh, I was thinking there's two limelights I wanted to discuss this month. And did you see his limelight, Steve? Uh, I did today, and it is just, uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of figures. <laughs> yeah, we we don't do a lot of like loose stuff, and so I thought his his collection was was worthwhile, um, just as far as, as showing what a very great collection of uh, different country of origin stamp uh, figures looks like. And uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit at a loss. That's my problem is I don't really know what to say about it. I, yeah, I don't know either other than, I guess, to me, it just reminds me of, like, an actual army. <laughs> right. Uh, this is this is the vintage Star Wars army as far as I'm concerned. You have, I mean, any, you have multiple multiples of all, all the different characters. It just looks like, to me, it looks like a an army. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I it's... Uh, Really impressive. Yeah, yeah, really impressive, and and you know, I I would never go for that myself, but when you see it done well, um, it's 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 pretty sweet. Yeah. Now, do you know what the other limelight is? I'd like to discuss, Steve. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? It's your limelight, Steve. <laughs> Mine. That's oh, right. Boy. I got oh, pictures boy. in my inbox. Steve finally sent me <laughs> pictures of the uh, of the B wing. Um, <laughs> Uh, which, uh, 
I, I don't know. That's what I was thinking of calling your collection the B Wing. Yeah, that... <laughs> it's all about pronunciation, you know. No, yeah, definitely. You have to put the right emphasis on the right syllable, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, the but... B because the B stands for whatever your unpronounceable middle name is. <laughs> Braille. Braille. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even wing. say it right. I can't even say it right. That's the closest I can come. So yeah. So so for for you space freaks, that's why I call him Silent but Danley because I could never <laughs> pronounce Braille like a real <laughs> Laplander or wherever you're from. Iceland, Finland, Iceland, Iceland, Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll, we'll put up pictures uh, if you don't if you don't object, Steve. No, I think it's okay. To to your collection and and you showed them off at the California Collectors Club. How'd that go? It was great. Um, we had a, I think it was six of us that came over there, and it was a really, really good time. Um, Mark and uh, Phidias, David, who's a new, a new member. A new and, member. Did he sign yeah. the flag? Yes, he did. All so right. we've got another, another signature on the flag. And uh, and Marty, they came up from LA, and uh, Trevor came all the way down from Oakland. So it was, oh, nice. it was a great time. And yeah, I, uh, it was actually. I mean, you were the only other collector to actually see my stuff in person, and you saw it when it was in not a good state. It wasn't <laughs> so it was that really... bad. It was just kind of dusty. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's that's fair. But no, it was uh, really, really cool to actually um, show my collection to other collectors and not people that think I'm just crazy. Right. But... <laughs> which which definitely my the award for best uh, best thread title of the month was... Do any of you ever hide your collection from a girl? <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, yeah, Steve, but uh, man, you, your collection looks great, man. Thanks. Uh, thank you. I didn't know you had such an ATST driver thing going. Yeah, yeah. No, back when, uh, remember those old figure of the week threads that used to come around? Oh, I, yeah. All, all that stuff was in there, I think. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been working on that one for a while, too. I'd say that's probably the other boring <laughs> character that I that I kind of focus on but yeah that's yeah. yeah, and then obviously your B-wing stuff is there and and yeah. un- unfortunately your your rejects just take take center stage <laughs> yeah no that's actually that's not all of them I had to I really want to narrow it down to my favorite ones so that I have more that that uh they're just in a box but those are the best that's the real true hall of fame right now, does, does that include the the Leia Bespin I just sent you? Um, yeah, well, it'll. I haven't gotten it yet, but it should be. Uh, it'll be there once it gets here. Oh, that's right. I haven't sent it to you. <laughs> oh, you scared me for a second. I'm like, oh, oh no, did I miss? Did I miss a package? Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> there so, we go. It's just a little reminder for all of you that are still waiting for your Wampa Wampa pins. Uh, I haven't forgotten. I'm just lazy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see other uh, other news, Steve. Let's see what else we've not gotten to just yet. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> so I, I gotta ask you, where did you find this German clip of the Death Squad commanders? Okay, did, did you watch it? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right Kivecast listeners, I think we might have to instead of having the Kenner uh, commercial of the month. Sometimes I think we should swap it out. With, look what I found on YouTube clip. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and we have some German fans, so please, uh, be sehr gut and tell us what this guy is saying. He's this German dude 
who has these vintage Death Squad commanders. So, you know, he's speaking in German, and then the only part you understand is like, he's like, and he's going on and on. Uh, I said the word glove in there, by the way. It's the only word in German ah, I know. And Stobstoger, okay. which means uh, vacuum cleaner. Anyways, mm. and he's like setting them up, and then they're around his iPhone, <laughs> and then the clip ends. Yeah, and I thought maybe he was going to do some fancy trick where that planet on his iPhone blew up. Exactly. But then, but then it just, I think that all that happened was he uh, started a phone call. That was the end of the video. So I think it has something to do maybe with, with that. But anyways, if if we have any, any German uh, space freaks out there, or space freaking, um, they can help us out because I, I just, I love that. I love you know, because he took the time to record it, and it must be something funny. Heute kommt der Death Star Commander oder so hier. Ähm, ich fand die Figur immer sehr gut. But yeah, and then uh, I think the last last news story we can do before we go into the nugget um, is just every once in a while I'll find uh, some some site that makes reference of something vintage. And uh, it's the 36 worst action figures from iconic toy lines. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And, oh, yeah. and this is from uh, Cracked.com, who, who I like quite a bit. Um, and some of them are pretty pretty hilarious, if you haven't yes. heard of them. <laughs> uh, like, there's the Penguin's Duck vehicle from Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I assume the dude from Toy Hunters uh, um, set up. <laughs> but then they have a whole special segment dedicated to Star Wars. Um, yeah, Star Wars gets like the the top. What's it? One, two, two three. three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The top <laughs> four. Um, now I don't agree that the empty box, the early bird, is is the most pointless. No. Um, but one of them uh, is basically every single background character. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they say, uh, "Who the f are these guys with names like Yakface and Squidhead?" We're pretty sure that most, if not all of these, were christened by some unpaid intern at Kenner based entirely on how they looked. <laughs> Walrus Man, for example, was actually referred to in the original script as Scrotum Chin. <laughs> <laughs> the official novels later confirmed that this is, in fact, a tiny butt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, he, he kind of, the, the author kind of goes on, but uh, we'll include a link to that, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. fun. He solos out the power droid. Yeah, which is just so unfair. Which, again, of all the vintage toys, the other day I, uh, I was playing with my son, and we, we, we use uh, toolboxes for toys. Yeah. And so we just mix in all the Star Wars toys in a giant toolbox, and I emptied them out. And I had all the vintage figures put aside, and they were having an, a battle with the modern figures. Ooh. And uh, of all of them, the one they all like was the gonk. They all just – the little clicky legs. That was yeah. the one. Um, so – I, I think they're being a little bit snarky. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I think with all that, Steve, I think we can finally sort of move into the uh, move into the, the nuggets and the unloved items and all that fun okay. stuff. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh, my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. All right. Now, now the cool thing is sometimes when we look for a nugget, uh, we have to look really, really hard. 
<laughs> and, and you'd think with the dearth of uh, Death Squad Commander anything that this would have been really hard, but it's actually pretty easy. And Steve and I independently came up with the same thing. And what, what is that, Steve? Uh, these are concept drawings for the Death Squad Commander and like a Rebel Fleet Trooper. Right, and so this is uh, it's written up by by Gus, and uh, he explains that they're like the they're they're two cardboard concept drawings, and so his theory is that they're part of a toy fair display, and what's so cool is that um, you can tell that they were planning on the same sculpt. Yeah, the same basic yeah sculpt, and just kind of repainting it, and maybe having a couple extra little details for for each each figure. Right, but more or less, it would have been the same sculpt for the mm-hmm. Rebel Soldier and the Death Squad Commander. Yeah. Um, and why they didn't do this, I, I still don't know, Steve. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess ah, it's, it is a strange, strange thing they didn't. If they went with one, why didn't they just go with both? Because I, I, I'm sure kids would have wanted one of those those fleet troopers back in the day. Yeah, because I get it when they say, "Oh, why didn't they make Tarkin?" Because no one cares about right but see you could like pit these guys against the stormtroopers like you know i you you would think that was the one that you draw kids in more than the (laughs) the creepy uh (laughs) drunk guy on the the card back of a (laughs) exactly squad commander (laughs) it looks looks like uh, i I had three uh uh the only three male teachers i ever had in high school were all in the history department and they were all alcoholics they all (laughs) all three of them kept alcohol in their desk and would drink during class. Wow. Yeah, those are the good old days. Um, <laughs> but so that's what the Death Squad commander reminds me of. It's, uh, Mr. Uh, what was Mr. McManus, yeah. Um, <laughs> of all the playsets they made, I mean, I don't know about you, but the, the original, just the opening scene on the, that little corridor. Yeah. All they would need to do is just have a little white corridor, some... Uh, these rebel fleet troopers and some stormtroopers, and I mean that would have that would have really sold. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, I would play with that right now if I had it right in front of me. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with a Death Squad commander. Um, besides, maybe like put it right near my microwave and have it. Yeah, wince. see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look over that way. <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a great nugget, and this is uh, you know I, I often dream of the day where I get to go to the Boba Cabana where Gus oh, has yeah. his collection. And, and I just imagine things like this are just like at the bottom of some gigantic box filled with similar one-of-a-kind treasures. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little fun little nugget. Yeah. yeah, it is a fun little nugget. But not all things are loved, Steve. Some things no. are unloved. <laughs> <laughs> and and they they need love from the Kivecast bump. So so what did you pick out for us, Steve? <laughs> now I don't know I don't really remember how I came upon these, but I just figured since it's winter time, yep, might as well go for it. Uh, these are some Wicket the Ewok ice skates from 1985 by Brookfield Athletic, and. Uh, I just uh, I don't know. I, it's it was either going to be ice skates or roller skates, but I, I had to go with the ice skates. <laughs> well, well, Steve, it's funny. It's serendipity, in fact, because mm. uh, um, you know I just talked about how I got my wife the the iPhone, mm-hmm. and the other thing that I was going to get her was guess what, Steve? 
Oh, you guys must have a lot of ice out there. Well, we have a lot of ice out here, and my wife actually used to be a like national champion figure skater or oh. ice dancer when she was younger. Okay. And uh, and her favorite uh, skate shop in New York in Queens is called Klingblaus. It's like this old German dude who's only done he's only made shoes for eighty years. Wow. And they're you know the top quality, and they're going out of business. Ah. So I was going to like buy her a ticket to fly down to New York to get the shoes fitted to go do the thing, and it's just it just wasn't going to happen with family life. Mm. Um. So I think now I'm hopefully going to be able to track down a pair of these wicked skates and be like, here you go, baby. Just what you uh, wanted. Oh, man. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. And, and one thing I love about the archive is every once in a while, there's no description. It just says yeah, see. wicked ice skates, boxed. Yeah, see, I, I was just glad to find something that had a picture, too, because a lot of those weird, obscure things, they don't even have pictures. So I'm like, oh, right. we got a picture? That That's that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's a picture, and it's... And, you know, there there was the, the ice capades, which were all right. Ewok-related. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I think at some point, maybe at C6, we can have, like, a special panel or something. Uh, talk to talk to James and Jared about, about Ewok and droids collectibles and uh, that that that'd be fun because there's a lot of I had no idea these existed. Yeah, I, I didn't either. <laughs> and and they were unloved, and now I love them. And and even the art it doesn't appear to be usual wicked art. No, it's, it looks different. So yeah, huh. that's cool. Brookfield Athletic. Oh, they made some. Yeah, they made Darth Vader roller skates as well, mm-hmm. and wicked roller skates. Yeah, see, that's that's how I'd found these. I think I I found the the Darth Vader roller skates, and I clicked on the the Brookfield link, and it came up like, oh, we got to go see what these wicked skates look like. Right now, see, the cool thing is, if you put the Darth Vader ice skates, I'd be like, come on, man, that's loved. Cause, yeah, because you look at the Darth Vader skates; they are badass. There was that, that that period in 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 Return of the Jedi where. Everything with Vader just had, had two had the, Imperial uh, Guards right next exactly, to it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, Steve, uh, let's make this like a sub-nugget. Okay. Because this is amazing. The art. I love how they're kind of like zooming on the, <laughs> on the package. Yeah, they're like zooming on the package, and and it's probably because they didn't like finalize the card. They probably didn't finalize the art. What the side looked like. Yeah, so what the side looked gonna, like. I'm going to blur this out. <laughs> but that is really good, really good box art. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, yeah, ice skating. But uh, actually, Steve, we only had our first snow last week. Wow. And, uh, and it's melted today. So it's been it's been weird up here in Hothchester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get to Market Watch, Steve, I have a new feature. Okay. I, I, I saw this and I already got scared. So <laughs> You should be scared, Steve. Uh-oh. So as you know, I, I or a lot of people may know, one of my favorite things to do is listen to podcasts and just relentlessly steal anything that's good about them. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorites is a Boston comedian named Bill Burr, um, who is actually also on Breaking Bad. Uh, anyways, and he has something on his uh, podcast called Dilemmas, hmm. where you're asked a question and you have to choose one thing or the other and explain your reasoning. Hmm. So uh, I was thinking we could come up with dilemmas for each other every month. <laughs> that could be fun. 
It could be fun or it could be dumb. We'll, we'll let Chris oh, Trigoyas we'll, tell us after like we'll two months. <laughs> like, eh, I don't like that, so we'll stop it. But that wasn't a good impression, by the way. Um, <laughs> all right, so Steve, would you rather burn your B-Wing pilot photo art or hmm. burn your childhood B-Wing pilot? Wow. You have to burn one. Have no to choice. burn What if uh, I told you that my childhood one's already been burned? I mean, you had to destroy it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh man, that's that's tough. Yeah, you gotta you gotta think for yourself, and you also gotta think for everyone else. I think to not be selfish, I'd have to have to let the photo art survive because that's that could be appreciated by more than just one person. So you're saying that your childhood means nothing? <laughs> it means everything to me, but it doesn't doesn't mean everything to the world. So no, that that that's not like the B wing pilot photo art means much to more people. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's like you you burn that, and all of a sudden, like I just felt a great disturbance in the forest. Ah, <laughs> uh, not quite. You just but... see all the children crying. Why, God? Why? <laughs> all right, here's uh, the second one. This isn't okay. so much a, a bad thing and a bad thing, but a good thing okay. and a good thing. Okay. So you're given a time machine, mm-hmm. and you could spend a month in the past and take back anything that you can find. And don't worry about, like, stepping on a bug and, like, killing Hitler, because that's okay. not going to happen. That's irrelevant. So okay. would you rather go back for a month from 1978 to 1985, mm-hmm. or from 1993 to 1999? Ooh, that's a good... See, if you go for the later one, you kind of get to experience all the... Like old school collector days, right? So you'd where, go where in. no one else, no one else is really. I mean, there's only certain people kind of searching things out, and all the good stuff is is kind of getting unearthed. Or right. you go back and live the craze of of the actual. Ooh, right. So like you could go back and live the craze in the old days, right? And right. you could like hop on a plane and go to go to you know I don't know. Holland and pick up all the Clippers and go down to <laughs> yeah. France and pick up all the Meccanos. Right, and like, right. Uh, so that way you come back to the future and, and you can uh, sell all your foreign carded figures to buy prototypes. I, I don't know. No. Right. <laughs> or you could like be there and just be like, hey guys, what's up? Let's, I've heard that Tom Nyheisel's a nice guy and you, know, you go over there. So, so which one would you choose, Steve? Um, I guess... I guess I'd go for the latter, the the later one, but just because you would, uh, <laughs> it'd be funny to go run into the younger versions of all these collectors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, I think I think I'll go with that. I just okay. for that experience, but uh, not that I wouldn't love to do the the uh, actual craze scenario, but I think uh, I have to go for the second one. What about you? I'd, I'd have to go with the first. I mean, as much as I love prototypes and I love the idea of being able to own the original photo art. Uh, just the idea of like walking into a Zares in <laughs> in nineteen eighty, you know, yeah. and seeing all the twenty one backs up there and all the playsets and even not just bringing them back, just just to just, see them, just to see. Oh them. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, like discovering all the prototypes and all that. It's, pretty... it's that's a tough choice, man. Yeah. Anyways, that that could actually wind its way into a new lightning round question. Mm. But uh, so, Steve, next month you can come up with some dilemmas for me. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, kind of 
I don't know if it's a good idea. You know, theirs are always like, would you rather shoot your mom in the face or drown your kids? Like, uh, <laughs> what, what, yeah. What's the fun in that? Yeah, where's the fun in that? <laughs> we, we, these have to be a little bit fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, would you rather shoot your mom in the face or keep your beer pilot art? Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that sounds like we need a market watch, Steve. One dollar flicks. Market watch. Steve, so because we're recording this early as to – well, the other reason, Steve, is that my semester starts on the 23rd. So Yeah, so does mine. So yeah. <laughs> it's a good call. I, I'm teaching this new class, Steve. It's on uh, it's on like French rock and hip-hop music. Sounds awesome. And it's awesome, but I've had to like make the whole thing and create all the readings and translate all the songs. I'm teaching in English and – it's going to be great, but it's the most work I've ever done on anything. So. It sounds sounds like a involved class. Yeah, any. it's very involved. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, cool. Un- unfortunately, I can't be editing podcasts while I'm doing that for the first week. <laughs> well, it's better than than sipping on whiskey or whatever. So right, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's let's get to the market watch, Steve. Uh, so we don't, we don't have Pete's, but we do have our last twelve back. Market watch. Does that make yes. you feel sad, Steve? Uh, in a way, yeah, but in a way, not so much. <laughs> I mean, this is the last time. Yeah, that I get to start off with a with a twelve back. It's 12 true. Back. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to find sunrise sunset, but wow. Mm. Okay, so what it's... does a twelve back Death Squad Commander? Which, by the way, the proof that his name is really Death Squad Commander is the fact you call him DSC. Yeah. So, what is a 12-back, <laughs> Death Squad Commander 12-back? Don't tell me until I ask you the question, Steve. How much does it go for? <laughs> uh, AFA 85, one sold for six thirty nine ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> for being that, that, uh, that poor card back, it's still... You have to say it's still beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it's still vintage. It's still got oh, the yeah. double racetrack. I'm not saying it's a bad figure. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks like Mr. McManus, which is <laughs> which it's traumatizing, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, by the way, was probably the best teacher I had. Just because he was a raging alcoholic doesn't mean he was a bad teacher. No, no, not at all. You know what? I just realized. To me, he kind of reminds me of the actor who played uh, Q from the from the James Bond movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, see, now he's gonna be Q from for, for me. <laughs> he's not Mr. McManus. He's he's Q. Whatever it is, it's very. Pasty and British Islesy. Yeah, uh, definitely. What could definitely say about him? So yeah. okay, so six hundred and forty bucks for a twelve back. Yeah, graded AFA eighty five. But, and but then what if it's not graded, Steve? Ungraded, another twelve back, uh, sold for two hundred and twenty five. So, um, I mean, it's hard to tell exactly how how close it is condition wise to the other one, but <clears throat> I mean, to me, it still looks quite nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, two twenty-five. So um, there yeah. you have it. Yeah, that's a nice figure, and that's I—I uh, I feel like you see those less than the other twelve backs. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> the one I was trying to get a Death Squad Commander, I ended up getting uh, an Empire one. I was trying to get the 
the offers for like a little set of offers. And right. um, that was actually the last figure I found. It actually took a long time to find one. And surprisingly enough, I didn't see any Empire carded ones that ended within the last few weeks. So really? we huh. skip. Yeah, I didn't see any. There was one that was like $20. I think it was, you know, uh, cracked or, or whatnot. It was pretty messed up. So I figured it wasn't too much reason to, to mention it other than now. But um, so for Jedi figures, there were a few of them. And by now, of course, it has the Star Destroyer Commander name. And right. uh, pretty nice 65 back sold for 40 bucks. So um, there you have it. Yeah, once again, vintage is not too expensive. That no. is like a dead mint vintage figure. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I I don't. I looked through. I didn't see anything that was really wrong with it. But no, it's not not a bad deal at all. Forty bucks. You know, Steve. I think I'm going to revise my opinion on this card back art. Okay. <laughs> it's you, now that you're getting a, a closer look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. This Return of the Jedi. I, there's something about like the, the there's like white highlights on the side of his head that <laughs> almost look like little tiny handprints. <laughs> like he was like I don't know. Like, wow, almost looks like he has, like, Mickey Mouse arms around his chin. Oh, wow. I can see that now. Do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I'll attest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another thing for Jared to do. He could he could actually complete the Mickey Mouse on the started story of Commander's chin uh, if he sees it. But uh, – and I love the, the blue, the light blue uh, yeah. of the, of the, of the uh, nameplate. Yeah, it matches kind of the glare on his head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give it to them. They really nailed the the color schemes with the figure. No matter how boring the figure may be or the character, they still made it look nice. Yeah, <laughs> and the the weird kind of uh, ovals that are behind the star that are on the Death Star. It's cool, yeah. like this like nice kind of hazy blue. Yeah. Um, you know, really, what this is? This is like the most THX eleven thirty eight figure. That's true. Very true. I mean, you've seen it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like almost everybody in that movie is some dude pressing a button that goes, you know, <laughs> or wearing some kind of funky helmet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's yeah. It's it's really the 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 THX figure. Yeah, which makes me like it more. See, there you go. See, I think each episode you kind of you come to really appreciate the figure, even though you may not be so approving when you start. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, yeah, I should really start a, a Death Squad Commander Focus. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, the, the the main focus was all broken up, right? Because it was, it was Steve York was sort of the, the big collector of the Death Squad Commander. And um, I know Derek, Derek still has some stuff, I would imagine, but yeah. Well, he doesn't count. Um, okay, okay. He has a focus <laughs> in everything. Right. No, no, he does have a lot of, lot he does of, a lot of nice stuff. Yeah. Death Squad Commander. But yeah, and, and at, at the Cantina sales... Um, the room sales at Celebration Four, a lot of amazing Death Squad Commander stuff was sold. Right. Which, if we can be historians for now, if you didn't go to C Four, um, that was the most exciting sale because Steve York, who was an editor on the archive, I mean, as important as you can get in the hobby, uh, he he uh, was sort of selling out a lot of his stuff and he had like sculpts of the coin for Death Squad Commander and some foreign yep. stuff and I don't know if he had any proofs but I, I'm not sure if he had proofs of this figure then I don't I don't remember but uh, no it was truly a, a crazy sale yeah 
Well, that's it, Steve. Now it's one of my goals to get a Return of the Jedi Star Destroyer Commander proof. Ooh, there you go, man. There Good you go. Good choice. I'm going branching for it. Out, branching out of the museum and add another wing. So. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. What do you think that would he'd go, go for? He'd go well with the Emperor, you know? Yeah, kind of chilling. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. But uh, what else do you have on the uh, on the the market watch? <laughs> Sadly, that that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it goes, folks. The market watch. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be pretty pretty parsimonious from time to yeah. time here. No, I apologize, Pete. I, I didn't I didn't get in touch with you soon enough on on this month, but uh, whatever you uh, you send our way, I'd be happy to talk about next time. So yeah. Yeah, we'll. I, I think when we get to Greedo, you know, hopefully we'll have an interview with Jordan. Hopefully we'll have an interview with Troy, the the great Greedo collector. Um, we'll we'll get back into the polyvocal lights and buzzers and stuff. Um, <laughs> but let, let's get into feedback. Okay. Um, I'm sort of hoping to. I I haven't always really kept up that carefully with all of the feedback, and so I want to clean up, do a little bit of spring cleaning. Um, I do want to say one thing to our fans, Steve. Okay. Uh, I think we need to hear more. Yeah. Do you get that sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's we got some good stuff on the, the Facebook page, and we get you know decent response on the uh, the forums and all that. But uh, but, but I'd done, love to hear more of the calls. You know, but... uh, I, I've done some tallying, Steve. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't really, but this is my uh, <laughs> this is your projection. This is my assessment. <laughs> Sixty percent of our fans live in Australia. Thirty percent live in Sweden. Five percent live in America. Two percent live in Amer- I mean, uh, uh, live in England, and then the rest are just dispersed throughout the rest of the world. So I want to first of all give a big talk to Sweden and a big good on you to Australia for being so well represented. Yes. Um, but if the rest of the world wants to send some emails, kivecast at gmail.com, uh, that'd be great because uh, we, we, we love more input. Um, I, I sent out a tweet today, Steve. Did you now? I did. I had this idea of uh, if you send me like a private message with your phone number, then on the day we record, we'll call a random space freak and we'll Ooh. just ask him a couple lightning round questions. That could be fun. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, you know, hey, what's the last thing you bought? And, you know, how you doing? And, you know. Do you, do you, you get more of the, the radio, like, listener interaction thing going. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, sign up for our Twitter. It's Kivecast. At, it's at Kivecast. I think I better sign up for Twitter now. It just, I, I see, I. <laughs> well, you I know, know what we man. need? We, we need a czar. For, how, how can we, how can we, yeah. We, we need, need a czar for new media. Okay, um, that so might be. I, it. I forget. There's someone who said they'd be willing to help us out with it. Why, why don't you? Guess I think back that was uh, that was Trevor uh, Pedro Pedro Trevor. Okay, yeah, yeah. May, maybe he can be our official tweeter duder. Um, but yeah, you know, you can, you can call our line P O K U T W A M P A. Um, I understand that maybe is a little bit intimidating. Um, but but even on the on the Rebel Scum forums, yeah, just a little bit. If you like the show and you hear it, just say "good show," because <laughs> uh, uh, every little one of those comments uh, uh, is is nice and uh, yeah, definitely yeah, and it also helps to to build momentum and and things like that. 
So, have I made him feel bad, Steve? Uh, I don't think you made him feel bad. Okay. Nah. Good. Oh, but definitely five star us on iTunes, right? <laughs> right. That'd be good. I'd, I'd like I'd like more of those, um, especially <laughs> now that we're getting all iPoddy and iPhoney. Yeah, you're really getting into that that whole sphere, aren't you? Yeah. Um, speaking of Australia, I just wanted to uh, to um, Aaron from Australia. Uh, he sent us two emails, and I don't know why, but we never we never really addressed them. Okay. Um, so he he kind of talks about custom figures, uh, and he described a Death Squad commander head with a Han Solo trench coat body to make a Rebel fleet soldier. Huh. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he was just sort of asking for our opinion on that kind of custom. What What do you think, Steve? Um, I think I mean if if it's done. Well, and it's fun. I mean, why not, right? I mean, there's there's plenty of good, uh, you know, fun vintage customs out there. So, yeah, and I, it's, uh, it's certainly like hanging out with Ron. Um, he used to do a ton of that stuff, right? And right. There really was a sort of innocent era of of customs, uh, which it really was just like trying to make trying to make. Uh, the figures that were never made, you know, a lot yeah, of those before yeah. POTF2 and all that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those things are great. Um, and he also sent a link. Um, it's ratherchildish.wordpress.com. And uh, I believe Rather Childish is a member on the board. But um, I, That sounds right, yeah. What, did you just go to the bathroom? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, he... Uh, he has a blog, a Star Wars action figures doing what they do best, and uh, it's I think it's all vintage Star Wars figures, just just good pictures of them. Nice, and uh, I I like it because it's it's good photography, um, and yeah, I know of rather childish. I recognize that name. Yeah. Um, but I think we should uh, we should get a hold of him maybe for next month because the more I look at these, the more I like them. Because <laughs> um, you can just tell he just spends a lot of time lighting and setting them up and taking nice pictures. Uh, I think the one that I'll feature uh, on our main page is the one with Boosh and uh, <laughs> a Bib Fortuna and Chewie. It's just uh, it's really cool. Um, so again, the internet is just an awesome thing. Definitely is. So, so thanks, uh, Aaron, for the, the heads up. Uh, I want to give a, a sorry to David, who is an Obi-Wan collector, who said he'd be willing to be interviewed for Obi-Wan. Um, but if you remember, the Obi-Wan episode was called the Noby-Wan episode, because I don't think we ever <laughs> talked about him. But Not uh, much. <laughs> n- not much. It would have been good to, good to talk to someone about that. Um, but the main feedback that we get, Steve, do you know what the main, the number one feedback we get? <laughs> I can't get the the direct link, right? I can't get the direct link. I always feel so bad because all I want is people to hear this show. And every single month I manage to find some way so that half the people can't hear it. But uh, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I appreciate that, um, that people let us know. But then maybe after the direct link does work, you know, just hop on and say, hey, hey, good show. Nice, We're nice up interview. and running. Yeah, up and running. Uh, but not to end it on a on a down note, Steve. It's uh, and I, I would say that the the last bit of feedback uh, is from our, our our good friend 
uh, uh, Brisbane Michael. Yes. And he he gave us some more cricket news. Did he? Yes. Um, So, the captain of the Australian team, Steve, scored 329, not out, in a test match recently. That's a Mm. huge – I don't need to tell you, Steve, but that is a huge individual score. Because, like, scoring 100 is, like, a very good achievement. So this took him a couple days to complete in a five-day test match. Wow. So way to go, Captain Australia. (laughs) (laughs) And that makes 60% of our fans really happy. (laughs) That's the secret to our success in Australia. Because I I think, like, they're, like, the best – are they the best at – I know some country that's not Wales is the best. Everyone from Wales is annoyed because they invented it. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get some emails about that. Yes, I'm uh-huh. sure we will. <laughs> um, so that, that's our, our, our cricket news. Um, but, yeah, Steve, anything else for this rather pared-down, streamlined – this really is the Death Squad commander of Kivecasts, I think. <laughs> I think it could be, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, they, they can't all be Chewies. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, uh, I, look, I look forward to it. I don't know, Steve. I, I want to thank you for another great year of, of recording. And Yeah, man, it's it's been a blast so far. I really – it's kind of hard to believe that we've done this many of them. So I, it's uh, – It's really kind it's of been... shaping up to be the, the audio magazine that, that we're hoping it is. Yeah, it's um, been great. And, you know, it's little features and sections and – yeah. Oh, hey, maybe we can make an iPad app. Ooh, and you don't know how to make apps. I that would be a. Uh, I don't that'd either. Be fun. Maybe <laughs> maybe our new director of new media <laughs> can can figure that out. But you know, you could get all of the all of the show notes popping up. Hmm. Anyways, it's an idea. That's an idea. Uh, yeah, season three of the Kivecast is going to be fascinating. <laughs> uh, starting with Greedo, we're gonna have some big guests. We've got lots of – we actually have actual announcements for Celebration 6, like a lot. Right. That's all going to start really hitting quick. So, Like no joke. Like you're going to be like, cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, you probably won't sound like a doofus, but you know what I'm saying. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Steve, uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you next month uh, when, when it's time to talk burrito. Sounds good, man. All right. Wampa Wampa. Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.